We will now talk about when a goy does work, um, like a malacha, some sort of like uh, thing which is not allowed on Shabbat to do, and his intent is on behalf of a Jewish person, or maybe his intent is for another non-Jew or himself. Can you, meaning, can a Jewish person then ben, Jewish person benefit from these acts? So we'll give the classic example as it's brought in Shulchan Aruch, mainly in chapter two hundred and seventy-six on Hilcha Shabbos where it's talking about where a person lights a goy, well, let's say light a candle, and the Jew benefits from it. So there it says in Sif Aleph that a goy who lit a candle for a Jewish person, he sees it's dark and the Jew, he sees it's clear that the Jew wants to have light in the room, and he lights it on his behalf. So then it's forbidden for this Jewish person to benefit from this light. And even... If other Jews would come in the room later, where the goy only intended for a specific Jew and more Jews come in, no one, no Jewish people can benefit from this light because when it was originally lit, it was lit for the sake of a Jew to benefit, and that's not allowed. Now, why, um, why not? Why is Jew not allowed to benefit from the actions of a goy? Well, basically, because if we will, the Chazal will basically say that if they're going to be allowed to benefit from the actions of the goy. So he's just going to come and then, um, you know, use it more and more. He'll then violate, by, he'll violate the laws by, you know, just having Goy just directly do stuff for him. Okay, so, so basically any, any time when the Goy intended to do work for the Jew and benefit the Jew, it's not allowed. Now, you might ask, there are some scenarios where the Goy can do work on behalf of a Jew and it's allowed. Um, and an example like what we spoke in the last recording, where let's say there was a, a field, and the goy and the Jew have some sort of a partnership, where the goy is instructed that he can get half of the fruits of the fruit of the field, and he's working, and the goy is not instructed to work on Shabbos. He's definitely not instructed to work on Shabbos, but he's told, you know, you get half, and whenever you want to work in it, work on it. And it, it could very well be the goy will choose to work on Shabbos. And there, the benefits are not forbidden. You know, we're not saying the Jew is getting the work that the guy did on Shabbos. We're just saying, you know, like at the everything was said and done, they split it or whatever percentage they agreed upon. Isn't that also benefit? So on that, the, the Alter Rebbe in the Shulchan Aruch in, in chapter 276, he, he, he explains that there's a big difference between these two cases. When the guy was doing the work and, and the actual work itself is being benefited on Shabbos, then you can't, then, you, then it would be forbidden. The gufa malach is done for the gufa Jew, the gufa of the Yehudi. In other words, the actual, let's say in this case, lighting of the candle, the Jew is now benefiting from, if we were to allow, right? He's, he would be benefiting from on Shabbos, and that we can't allow, right? But if it was like a, a case of a sharecropper or something, where there is no immediate benefit, and the benefit is not it's spelled out. First of all, the guy is really doing it ultimately for himself because he just wants to get more, uh, you know, reward or payment. So there's no immediate um, benefit that anyone, or in this case, no Jewish person would be getting in a case of a sharecropper. But by the case of lighting a candle, yes. Now, sometimes we, we don't have, sometimes it's, there's no problem. For example, let's say, the goy lit the candle for himself and then he doesn't need it anymore and he left it on, then yes, a Jewish person can benefit from it because over there, he did it for his need. We don't care. He was allowed to turn the, the, the light on or the candle on on Shabbos. It's not a problem for him. It's, and he did it for himself. It's fine. Sometimes when we're talking about for people who are sick or little children, we, have, we, we can be lenient as well. 
if the guy did it for someone who was sick or something, because there, you know, we know that we don't want to have an issue of, of death or, or, or danger. So, so if you live um, on behalf of them, it would be uh, generally okay. But again, it all depends on, you know, the circumstances. Obviously, you cannot go and instruct the guy to light candles or, or do things, you know, just blatant things which are not very necessary for just any child. But, you know, when there's a big need, there's sometimes leniencies over there. As the Ramah brings out for Tzorach Katanim, uh, children, little children's needs have a status of like a, a sick person who is not in danger. Now, and that's in Sefalif. Now, um, there's also another topic, which is, let's say the guy lit the candle on behalf of various people in the room. We don't know who his intent was mainly for, for the Jewish people in the room or the non-Jewish people in the room. So then we would generally say, unless his actions prove to who he truly intended, we would just say whoever the majority of the room is for. Let's say you're in a, a room, whatever, and, and the room was dark and the guy turned the light on, but it was, there was lots of people. There was non-Jews in the room and stuff. So if seemingly it was for majority were going, then, then it would be permissible for the Jew to benefit. Now, there's also a discussion about when the guy, let's say, lit the candle for a Jew in the Jew's house. So there, what do we say? Even if the guy did it not correctly, he did it, he wasn't authorized to light any lights or turn any electricity on for the Jew, but he just did it anyways. So okay, now we're saying, no, you're not allowed to benefit from it. It wasn't, it wasn't proper. He did it for your sake. Uh, well, nonetheless, you don't actually have to leave your house. There is a, a discussion in various places, namely in the Gemara in Psachim on 25b, where it talks about, let's say, when you'll have a hana, a benefit from something which is not allowed, but it came against your will, are we going to like now force you to like, you know, run away or something? Like there's some aroma coming from something and you, you, you don't really choose to be in this place at that time, but... And it's something which is an aroma, let's say, of some sort of uh, sacrifice or something. You can't go away right now. You know, what are you supposed to do? Uh, possibly a question could be with Avodazara. I mean, you can't purposely, however, benefit from the smell of Avodazara, uh, of idolatry smell. If Even if you can't go anywhere else, you shouldn't purposely try to benefit. But we see this concept that sometimes, you know, you can't, you don't have to like leave your house because the goy lit the candle without your permission you should actually tell him you know you shouldn't have done that but at the end of the day you're supposed to you know admonish them say why did you do that unless again there's some medical or significant need generally we don't allow there is a lenient opinion that's brought in the ramah and siv bays on this chapter where he wants he brings the opinion of the uh the, the Bala Itor, who has a very um, lenient approach that if you tell the non-Jew to do uh, an act for you, like let's say you were in a meal and it was dark and you need to have the lights on. So it's a Sudas Mitzvah, you could just tell him, go ahead, he can turn the light on and that's fine. This is the view of the Bala Itor. It's brought in the Ramah. However, the Poskim don't really um, accept this opinion um, they, and even the Balaita would only allow it if it was like for a mitzvah-related purpose. For example, the Alter Rebbe, in his Shulchanach, when he quotes the view of the Itor, he, you know, he says that we don't really, we don't rely on this, this view, but uh, nonetheless, um, 
you know, even if it would be difficult, you know, better you should sit in the dark, unless we're talking about where maybe there could be maybe a, a danger or terrible, uh, inco- you know, problem by having a place which is dark. But generally, we don't, we, 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 we can't just take this idea lightly to just inform the guy that we need the lights on. Now, there is, however, sometimes clever solutions, which sometimes work very well. So like the Orach HaShulchan writes about, and, and some of the G'dol Yisrael have talked about when they needed a light in the room, the, the way the minog that they would do was that they would um, invite the Goy into the dark room and they want to offer him. So the example brought is they, they would give him like a beer or something. And then the Goy sees the, dark, the room is dark. He's like, well, what am I supposed to do in this dark room? Oh, they, and, and the Jewish people who need the light on really, they say, well, would you like your beer? We'd like to give it to you. So he goes, sure, I'd like a beer. And then he turns the lights on for himself to get the, to get the beer. Then that's okay. That would be okay because really the guy, we see he did it for himself. Even though that, yes, they benefited. But the, the, we have, it's a little clever and you have to be, it's a little tricky sometimes where you have to see that the intent that the guy did was for himself. Now, we don't just extend that all the time and say, well, if the guy is hired by a Jew and he just wants to make the Jew happy so he can just do work all day long because he just wants to be employed. That's, that, that does not work, really. That is not a, 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 you know, that's not something that you can use and, and stuff. So generally, you know, even if you have a guy working in your place, your house or whatever it is on Shabbos, you have to, you know, have the general thing set up that there is no need. There's timers and there's this and that. So there's no real need that we ever need to instruct the guy to turn on, turn off things for us. Although, yes, sometimes there are some leniencies if they're done in correct ways, but a little tricky at the same time. There's also um, a question with regard to um, turning on a heater, turning off a heater. Uh, generally, turning off a heater is not a massive need. Um, but let's just say turning on a heater in a very cold place. So again, in the end of Simon Reishayin Vav 276, if, hey, the Shulchanach brings, in the very cold countries, um, yeah, you're, you're, um, you're allowed um, to have a guy turn on the heat and uh, the furnace or so for the sake of the children. And then after it's been done permissibly because it's for the sake of children who have a status that they're like, the status is sick. You know, if they get sick, it could be, un, un, uh, un, uh, you can't fight, you, it would be too big of a problem afterwards. It could get in a very dangerous situation for them. So <clears throat> just like it would be then once it's done permissible for the children, so then it stays permissible even for adults to then benefit. That's what the Shulchan um brings down. There is, however, uh, not like those who have the heter, even when it's not so cold. He says, however, you can't rely on this for those who, who you know, they'll use it, they'll have the goy light up the, the, uh, the heater, even when it's not so cold. Again, the Alter Rebbe also goes through this and quotes this view and, and basically reiterates those themes and, and, and says those who have a, a bit of a, who are acting lenient, and, and when it's not so cold, they're still having the guy turn the heater on and it's, there's no real need, uh, just maybe extra comfort or so. He says, you know, it's wrong, but, you know, we're not going to make a big uh, protest to them better. They should just do it a little wrong and not know better than to, you know, than if they're not going to listen and you're still going to, you know, they're going to still do, that would be worse, actually. Um, and then, you know, the post can talk about uh, air conditioners. If we say that in a cold country like in, you know, Russia and stuff where they needed to have the heaters done, where the goy could do it on Shabbos from the instruction of a Jew, you know, 
or we could say in places even as not as cold as those areas, but it's just that there's a child or it could be dangerous. So, so then there, there is a leniency when needed. But what about like having the air conditioner on? So again, it's a tricky problem. It's not always really allowed to have the goy just turn the air conditioner on um, just because of extra comfort, unless really there is a concern that you see people that are getting uh, uh, like maybe someone very old or a child where the, the heat could really, really bother them, then that's another story, would be allowed. But again, these are things where they have to be thought over, well planned ahead of time and extra particular attention to these matters that they shouldn't be, you know, just um, uh, done unproperly. And if they need to be, that there is a allowance, it should be done, thought out properly.